You're listening to E-Commerce Marketing School, presented by Privy and Printful. This show is brought to you by Printful, our sponsor. Printful has been trusted to deliver more than 28 million items to doorsteps all over the world. And every month, they ship more than 1 million products. The best part? There are no monthly fees or upfront fees. And you only pay for fulfillment and shipping when your store gets an order. So you can focus on growing your business while Printful takes care of the printing and shipping. Hey, so the other day, Jake on our agency team was telling me about a partner of ours, George Capernaros, who's just been absolutely crushing it for his clients using Privy. Of course, I was curious and I started poking around just one of the Privy accounts that he manages and I was just completely blown away. Over $2 million in revenue from the contacts they've helped that customer collect using Privy, which is just astronomically high. So George is actually here with me today. He stayed up late. He's over in Greece, but we'll bring him on in a sec. I thought it'd be really fun to take a behind-the-scenes look at the types of Privy campaigns that George is setting up for his clients. Like, think about the targeting, the strategy, all of that stuff. So, George, thanks for staying up late. It's really great to have you on the show. Hey, Ben, thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure to talk to you. Awesome, awesome. So let's start with you, George. You know, fill us in on, on the type of work you do for your clients. Okay, so what do we do? Um, what we do is that we're trying to solve the e-commerce industry's most pressing and urgent problem, really, turning one-time customers into multi-buyers, aka retention marketing. So it's a little bit of customer research, a lot of conversion optimization, a lot of content creation, and of course, a hell of a lot of email marketing. <laughs> nice. And so traditionally, people think about you know list growth uh, on the conversion optimization side. Like It sounds like maybe list growth is just a small piece of what you're doing on top of the website. It's a small piece, but I'd say it's also pretty critical to what we do. People don't own their advertising data, but they do own their email list. So it's really more important than ever to keep growing and nurturing that list, especially now that you know Facebook and Apple are having their little brawl. Customers turn uh, lists decay over time, so to like Privy that allows you to, among other things, uh, allows you to funnel new customers into your brand's uh, universe and communicate with them cost-effectively at scale is, I think, a necessity really in any e-commerce brand's uh, toolkit. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't couldn't agree more. So, yeah, so it sounds like really your focus with your clients is all things retention marketing uh, and conversion and a little bit of research sprinkled in. That's hugely valuable stuff. So, you know, we don't need to get into the specifics about who this customer is today that we're going to talk about, but maybe you can tell us a little bit about like when you first started working with this client, what were some of the goals that you set out to solve for them? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So just some background context, I guess, that the company is uh, a successful and slightly upmarket apparel company. To give our listeners an idea, the AOV hovers slightly north of 100 bucks, which ain't huge, but it also ain't low. And it's you know built like most e-commerce stores, really. It relies on paid acquisition. So there are, a, there are huge ad spends that bring in new traffic to the website. But unfortunately, the company's customers had a fairly short uh, life cycle. Few people would purchase more than once. 
And so the, the goal we had uh, when we started working together was A, to understand why this happens, and B, to take steps towards the right direction so that hopefully people do buy again and again over a longer period of time. Now, Privy has been extremely helpful, both in letting us capture those visitors and understanding them a little bit better, which I think is huge. And from my point of view, at least, people don't do that enough. They don't use tools like Privy to profile their customers and understand them a little bit better. Yeah. And that was one of the things that stood out to me. I mean, I, I definitely want to talk through, you know, if it's okay with you, all the different kind of categories of campaigns you're running with Privy that I found. I, I thought a couple of those were certainly, you know, standouts in terms of the, the user pro- profiling. But maybe like before we get into the actual campaigns, how do you structure your engagements? You know, when someone comes to you with some of those goals around driving more repeats and researching why they don't buy more, like where do you start? I start by looking at the customer database really and see what the purchase behaviors are. Do they have a high frequency, high purchase frequency? Do people complain? So we do a lot of surveys, interviews in some cases. And all the, what this does is that it allows us to focus on what the real issues are, really. So it's not a one-size-fits-all approach. Uh, It's fairly custom work, I would say. It starts with understanding what the customer wants and what the frictions for the customer are that block the customer from getting what they want and then working to solve them. Nice. I like the way you phrase that. Awesome. And yeah, so should we dive into some of the privy campaigns? I I can... Yeah. Yeah. Maybe what I'll do is just kind of share the categories of campaigns I saw, and you can maybe give us a behind-the-scenes look at what you're trying to do with that one, the results, mm-hmm. all of that. Mm-hmm. Happy to do that, yes. Awesome. So when I looked in the account, it looked like there's really four categories of privy campaigns going, right? So certainly some of these are list growth-oriented, uh, but others are not. So I saw a welcome offer. I saw two variations of what we call a cart saver. So we should talk about those. I saw this really interesting thing called uh, user profiling on the blog. So I want to talk about that. And then I saw something that said elite invitation. Mm -hmm. So maybe we can just start with the, the welcome discount and kind of go campaign by campaign. And we'd love to hear like, the goals behind each of these and, and how you're setting them up and stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the goal, if any, is to try and mimic the actual shopping experience someone would have in a retail store. So you, you want to meet people where they are on the purchase journey or the relationship they have with the brand. What I see people do often is that they have the welcome campaigns triggering on exit intent. A way to think about that is that somebody enters the store, you ignore them completely. And when they try to leave, you tell them, hey, welcome, get a discount, which doesn't really make a lot of sense. So when it comes to the first category of campaigns, the welcome campaigns, the strategy is pretty simple. It's to welcome people when it's appropriate to welcome them. You welcome them when they enter the website and a few seconds pass. What we do for this specific client is offer them a financial incentive, which always works really well. But as you know better than me, Ben, and I'm saying this for our listeners, the offer doesn't have to be a concrete take 10% off. 
kind of offer. It can be something else. It can be free shipping or shockingly even content, you know? An example I like to give is that imagine you're selling photography equipment, which is a fairly complicated product. How well would your campaign convert if you were offering your visitors content on how to actually learn how to use their cameras or how to use lighting better? Content that would help them make the most out of the product. Now, some of the listeners may cringe and say, that, oh, no, this would not work for me because I sell XYZ uh, widget and not cameras. But I guarantee you that no matter what you sell, there is a way to create uh, content to use on your welcome uh, lead magnets. And another thing that I I also find interesting um, is that people tend to gravitate at the default 10% off because that's what most stores do really, but you don't have to do that necessarily. We've seen success by offering 5% off. And even more interestingly, we've seen success by hiding the discount and telling users that, hey, give us your email and you'll get a mystery discount. We did an A-B test on that and improved conversions by if I remember correctly, around 40% or so versus the 10% off. Amazing. Nice. Yeah. And I saw that your, your welcome campaigns converting about 5%, which is mm-hmm. really, really strong. Mm-hmm. And it can even go higher, actually. Uh, the reason why it's there is that we are not currently using tabs, uh, which I actually would prefer that we did. But because we are testing out a static add-to-cart button on mobile, it, it leads to a complicated interface. So we, we are, we're testing without it and with it. It obviously improves performance, so people should be using that for the most part, I would say. Yeah, tabs, if they fit with the mobile navigation and there's a bunch of variations, corner tab, floating, whatever, mm-hmm. yeah, they can really add a lot of sign-ups. So I, I'm totally with you on that. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned earlier in the, the episode that average order value is kind of a hundred bucks, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, thinking about the cart savers that I saw, mm-hmm. does that weigh into your decision on your strategy for cart savers? Yes. A good way to think about it is this. If somebody has a huge cart, do you really want to give them the same incentive as somebody that has a small cart? And the answer is probably not, right? Because if somebody has a cart that's worth, I don't know, $700, then maybe you can give them a little bit of a bigger incentive to close the sale. That's what we're trying to do. The issue is that we don't really want to give discounts, so we're trying different messaging. And we're still monitoring the results. It's not been conclusive yet. But the idea is that you want to treat your higher-value customers differently than the lower-value customers, essentially. Yeah, which is really smart. And just for people listening, cart saver is just this idea of, you know, someone has a certain amount of product in the cart, they're not on the email list, and they're about to leave that specific amount of money in the cart behind, right? And so George is kind of hitting folks differently here based on how much money is in the cart. So it looks like from what I saw, if they have $200 and higher, you know, that's essentially two times average order value. So you're hitting them with a specific message that's a little bit different than people that, you know, still have a lot of money in the cart. They've got a little bit less than 200 in the cart and are leaving that behind. But, but honestly, I mean, Another way that I think about card savers is like, this is probably your highest intent audience that has never ordered before. And so just looking at both of yours, the fact that, you know, one has a 7% sign up rate and one has an 8% sign up rate. I mean, these are like really high intent leads that are, you know, 
almost on the brink of buying. So th- those are great contacts to be grabbing. Mm-hmm. It's probably the best shot you have at getting the sale, really, because it happens right on the website. Buying motivation is at its peak that point so it's 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 a really strong campaign people should be using it awesome yeah amazing to see the success you've had there for this client so let's get to the 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 ones that i'm curious about so fill me in on the the blog user profiling one what's that and and maybe you know we can chat about the elite invitation too Mm -hmm. so those are slightly more complex use cases the idea is that now that we've captured the user's email we want to continue the conversation we're having with them on the website, right? We want to keep learning more about them so that we understand them better and hopefully we can serve them more appropriate content. A way to do that is to trigger campaigns on, on blog pages, on content pages for existing profiles only. So you already have their email and now they're visiting your website again and they're reading a blog. And while they do, a little flyout pops up in the corner and asks them, what else would you like to know about? What other products are you interested in? And then you add that little bit of extra information to the user's profile, which you can then use to segment your audience further and send them even more tailored messaging through emails. An alternative way of doing that, I also think would be helpful to some of our listeners, would be to merge that with the the welcome campaign experience, really. So instead of just offering them a discount, you could have them do a little bit of work. You could say, for example, what content would you like to receive when you sign up? And then they can pick promotional emails, content emails, new product launches, and so forth. And again, this allows you to create better segments and send more targeted emails down the road, which spikes performance up. Yeah. What really honestly shocked me about this campaign was that you're asking for more information about a visitor which is hugely valuable to you and the brand, right? First party data lets you segment and send better messages. And it, it has a 12% signup rate. Yep. Which is, you know, higher than anything else we've talked about today, which is, you know, some of the other ones includes incentives. You know, I, at least I didn't see one attached here. So that's amazing to me that you can ask for more information and get more signups. Then I think the reason why that might be is that you hit them at the right timing. You know, they're already invested in reading a blog. So they are already interested in the brand. So it's a good place to make them an offer, really. They are already invested. They care about what you do. It's good that it converts so high, but it doesn't surprise me too much, if I'm honest with you. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I mean, I used to just kind of see in our data that the more information you ask for, the lower the conversion rate. But again, those were all tied to top of the funnel new visitors. Mm -hmm. So if you're asking for too much from your new visitors who know nothing about you, that was where we saw conversion go down. But yeah, this is awesome. Awesome to see. Nice. So fill me in like, you know, there was this other campaign that was super targeted, uh, the elite invitation. What's that one all about? So we are being fairly selective on, on who we target with that. It triggers only for users who've purchased two or more times and have had a number of website sessions and so forth. It's basically an invitation to check out the brand ambassador program of the brand. It's basically a great and hands-free, really, way to get qualified leads for the brand ambassador program. Again, I think 
assuming you do have a brand ambassador program, you should definitely look into that because you're getting people that are proven to be qualified in a sense because they've already proven that with their purchase behavior. Yeah. So basically, this this is a different type of a pop-up. You're actually not capturing an email in this one. What you're doing is you're targeting a pop-up to people that are already on the email list. They've made more than two orders. They're back on the website. And what you're doing is you just have a nice CTA to these really high value customers that's driving awareness to come check out our brand ambassador program. Exactly. Nice. I like that. It's smart. I mean, you know, your your happiest customers lead to the best marketing, right? So I think that's mm-hmm. that's a nice subtle way to kind of uh, drive more awareness of the the program. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Cool. So just to recap, George is running welcome discount. He's got two variations of a cart saver based on how much money's in the cart, user profiling on the blog, and an elite invitation to the ambassador program all, all through Privy, which is amazing. And the results of each of these just kind of speak for themselves. So George, thanks for coming on. This was super valuable. I think, you know, hopefully the listeners get a couple new ideas in here based on hearing you talk through all of it. Thank you so much for having me. One little thing I want to get across, uh, like kind of the main message I want to get across is that Privy can be so much more than just a, you know, a pop-up tool or a list growth tool. The way I think about it, it's a conversion optimization tool or even relationship optimization tool from a certain point of view. And that's without factoring in the email part. It's just uh, the convert side. There's a lot of things you can do. There's a lot of things you can do. It's a great product. Wow. Well, I, I think my job here is done. You should come take over the podcast for me. <laughs> yeah, okay. Good. Thank you for being an incredible partner and the amazing work you do for our customers. And we'll put a link in the show notes. Definitely go check out George. He does incredibly powerful work for all the brands he works with. And we will see you next time. Thank you so much for having me. 